It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so good to say that again, man. I've been dying for that for the last two weeks. But uh, we're back. We're back. And uh, can't wait to dive into some uh, some great stuff. We got uh, a lot on the uh, on the agenda for you this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk college football playoffs. Uh, we're going to uh, recap the uh, Michigan-Alabama game. Washington holds off Texas. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to obviously preview the national championship. If you've been living under a rock, ladies and gentlemen, Washington and, and uh, Michigan is set to uh, to meet next week uh, on Monday night. Uh, we're going to talk uh, NFL. A lot of different play- playoff scenarios are in effect right now this week. A lot of meaningless games from some teams, but a lot of meaningful games for a lot of teams as well. We're going to dive into that plus so much more. Um, so let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott uh, is. With us this evening, Mr. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, salt and pepper, heavy D up in the limousine. Good to be back, K. Walk. Good to be back. Indeed, brother. Indeed, yes, indeed, brother. Happy New Year to you, brother. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year too. Yes, Happy New Year to all of our listeners, uh, for that matter. E, I was saying it was so good for me to to bring in our intro again, man. And it is, you know, we, you and I have been chomping at the bit at it, man. And it's just, it's just great to be back, man. It's great to be back. But um, nonetheless, it's here. So with that being said, uh, let's get it started. E, and I, I want to. Uh, start off with uh, the college football playoffs. Uh, obviously, we had on New Year's Day, we had Michigan uh, against Alabama. Um, both of these, you know, both for, before we get into the the game, both of these games didn't uh, disappoint. Both of these games came down to the last play of the game, so there were no blowouts, there were no disappointments. And you know, unless you're an Alabama fan, unless you're a Texas fan, but for the viewers, man, I, I thought this was, these two games were evenly played. Uh, but starting with Michigan and Alabama, e, um, a lot of people were surprised that Alabama w- was able to hang uh, with Michigan, um, you know, being that, you know, they felt like this wasn't a playoff caliber team. They got in because, you know, Texas beat them. They beat Georgia. And we know all the, you know, the story behind Florida State. But uh, what say you, uh, you know, about this game? Did it go, you know, how you thought it would go? And just give us your thoughts and opinion on the, the entire game. Well, I thought overall the game was good, but no, it didn't go how I thought it would go because I thought Alabama would win, and I think Alabama could have won if not for a bad snap. Now, I've heard several different pundits, and I've read several different, you know, articles saying, hey, why didn't Nick Nick call that play after, you know, like two timeouts? It was a bad play call. No, it was actually a good play call, and it was a good read by Milrow. 
Had he been able to feel the snap cleanly, I think that game goes a lot differently. But the ball was snapped low, and it had been being snapped low all game. And by the time yeah. he filled it, his read wasn't there, and he tried to improvise. And it did look bad, but I don't yeah. think it was as bad as it actually looked. Yeah, and you got to ask yourself that. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We know that, and a lot of people were saying, you know, that was a bad call, but it was, you know, a lot of people were saying it was bad execution. You know, I don't know. I thought that, you know, me personally, I think she, he should have put Milrow, I mean, Nick Saban or the offensive coordinator, should have put him in a run-pass type uh, situation, run-pass option there, I mean, because – you know, I guess it was hard to do. Maybe he was anticipating the uh, the bad snap. And I had said in our thread, and you know, never had it so good, that the uh, the center would cost him the game. I'm not saying the center cost him the game, but that low snap did throw off of the timing of that play, and and it allowed. I thought it allowed. Um, Michigan um, to see exactly what was developing. Uh, it didn't give uh, Milrow a, a chance to. I don't know if he was supposed to sell a pass and it's supposed to be a quarterback draw or it was just supposed to be a straight quarterback uh, run. I'm not sure what uh, you know what they were looking to do. If they were looking to be more deceptive, not sure. But that low that low snap did ultimately just throw off everything. And I, and, and I said that it would, would happen. I was hoping it wouldn't because I wanted to see, you know, a, a really good game. We did see a really good game, you know, uh, overtime game there. Um, you couldn't ask for, a, you know, a better first game in the playoffs. But Michigan surprised me. And, and give me your thoughts on this one, E. But I didn't realize – well, I, I knew they were a physical team. But – the reason why I said I knew they were a physical team, but they surprised me at the same time of how physical they were because of the competition that they were playing. Because if you looked at the Big Ten, you know, Big Ten, of course, you have Ohio State, you, you know, you have your Penn State. Um, but all the other games that they played, it seemed like they were just a better team or the teams just weren't as good and it just made them look, you know, very physical. I thought that it would be a matchup problem for, for Michigan and Alabama. You know, I thought that uh, Alabama would be able to handle them from a physical standpoint. But Michigan really, I don't want to say dominated because of the outcome of the game, but they really, you know, came to play and they put Alabama's offense and defensive line on notice. What say you about that, and did you did you happen to notice that? And if you did, what's your thoughts and opinions on that? Yeah, I, I did notice, and I was shocked as well because down in the South, like SEC football is just known for being more physical than Big yeah. Ten football. But it seems like Harbaugh got his boys up, and you know they were ready for the test. Now, not making excuses, but this is one of the lesser Alabama teams that Nick yeah. had in a few years. And in my personal opinion, I don't think Alabama should have made the playoffs, only because, you know, if we, like I said before on an earlier show, the Florida State stuff aside, if we're going to go with the four best teams in the country, Georgia was one of the four best teams in the country, and I think that's undisputed. But now you really couldn't put Georgia over Bama because Bama did win the SEC championship, and then you couldn't yeah. put Georgia over Texas because Texas beat Bama head-to-head. So it, yeah. it was all very confusing, Florida State aside. But I still think Georgia was one of the best four teams in the country. And this was a, a lesser Nick Saban team. And, it's you know, not often would you hear anyone say that Alabama got out physical, and they yeah. did on Saturday, I mean on Sunday. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and and, and you're absolutely right. Monday there, um, but Monday, yeah, yeah. You're abs- yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he and you, when you look at it for, for sure, man, and we're not going to go back and we're not going to be the dead horse and talk about you know situation, you know what took place and who should who should be there. But I, I thought Alabama, you know, justified you know the the, the rankings there because they came out and they played. Uh, you know, they played nose-to-nose with Michigan, and they came down to the last play, and they had an opportunity to tie the game up and, and sit into a second overtime. So there was no disappointment there by any stretch, and the committee is probably sitting back and, you know, drinking their bourbon and smoking their cigars and saying, "Woo, thank goodness. We, got, we, we feel like we got this one right because it was so competitive. It wasn't a TCU game, you know, like we saw last year when they just got blown out of the water. So, you know, the, you know, the committee is feeling, you know, okay, like we got it right. We dodged, we dodged that bullet uh, for sure. But yeah, yeah, I was yeah again. I was surprised that um, Michigan was able to ha- handle Alabama the, the way that they did. I think the, the difference in the play was was that uh, Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, philosophy. He likes to control. He likes to you know run the ball and he likes to play great great defense. He did that when he was with the San Francisco Forty ers I mean, that's his mo. That's what he loves to do. He preaches that. He brings the guys in that are able to do that. So you know, hats off to them. They are in the national championship, and they're going to face the winner of our next game here that we're going to talk about, E, and that's the Washington Huskies versus the Texas Longhorns. Another game that came down to the wire, E, last play of the game, uh, 37-31 by the uh, the Huskies, and it came down to that last play, E. Your your thoughts and opinions on, on, on this game, did it go according to, to how you thought it would? And were there any surprises and any disappointments at the same time? Okay, let's start here. Mm-hmm. I've only seen this on the replay and on the highlights because it was 1 o'clock in the morning. Okay, you right. got the Rose Bowl, which is on the West Coast. That yeah. should have been the early yeah. game. Thank I know you, they e. say I know they say, Oh, you know, we got the parade and we want to see the sunset. Hey man, miss me with all that. That game was on the West Coast. That should have been the early game. So five o'clock over here is what, two o'clock there? It's perfect. Because now when you put that as the early game, it goes into overtime and normally they'll go ahead and start the late game and say, Hey, it's on this network. ESPN News or wherever, when this game concludes, we're going to take you over there. No, they didn't do that. They waited for the Rose Bowl to complete in its entirety before yeah. they kicked off in the Sugar Bowl, which is in the mm-hmm. central time zone. Hey, K. Walker, I, I, gave you about a, I gave you about a four and a half, and that's all I have for you. So I can't really tell you. What led up to it? Now, like I said, I have seen the highlights and I saw how the game ended. But yeah, yeah man, we we we, we got to do better. Now they were saying next year, since the Rose Bowl won't be one of the semifinal games, it might be able to be moved or whatever, whatever. But yeah, that that yeah. that's where I want to start with this. I mean, that this game was on the one o'clock in the morning. Now this, I will admit, this season I watched more West Coast football because of Coach yeah. Prime them than I have ever. In the past, but I will prepare. When Coach Prime didn't want to play at the 10 o'clock, I'd give me a nap earlier in the day so I could try to see it. Hey, man, this was ridiculous the other night because I really wanted to see this game in its entirety. And I gave it the old college try, but 
I got to be yeah. honest with you, can't walk. I, I gave you about a quarter and a half. I woke up. I think Charm was on. You know how you wake up. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or, or what's that other show they got on uh, TNT? Uh, I know it's what TNT, but I seen, you know, watching basketball. I woke up at midnight, mm-hmm. and um, the, 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 the vampire boy, I don't know what it is, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I missed most of this one. But I did see, according to the highlights, it was a good game. Yeah, for sure. E. And and you know what? It's funny you said that because I said the same thing, man. I mentioned the same thing. They should have swapped these games, man, because it was it was a late game, man. It, it really uh, was a, a a late game, and I actually took a nap, man. I, first time that I fell asleep through the bowl game, but you know I started off with that Oregon. I fell asleep during the Oregon and Liberty game. I said, okay, this one's getting out of hand. I'm gonna sneak me a nap in here because I know this Rose Bowl is gonna be it's gonna be a good one. So I did take a nap, ladies and gentlemen. I can't lie about that. Yeah, because that that Oregon, uh, I thought it would be a little bit more competitive. Um, I didn't say I didn't think Liberty was going to beat Oregon, but I thought it'd be a little bit more competitive. But after I got after I got out of hand, I said, "Yeah, okay, let me let me sneak a nap in here because I can stay up for this this late night game." Um, Nonetheless, but yeah, watching this game. And me, I'm, I I said, you know, you know, a while back that, you know, I started watching Washington. I forget what game it was when I started really following them and just seeing how fast they were, not just on offense, but on defense. Both sides of the ball, they're, they're extremely fast. I think their their defense gets it doesn't get enough credit. I think they're underrated. I know they gave up 31 against Texas, but Texas can can put up points against pretty much any defense that you know out there. So, um, but when you have Michael Penix Jr. and, and those guys and how fast they um, how fast they get up and down that field, I thought it would be the advantage of of Washington uh, for sure. It came down to the last play uh, of the game, as you, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't notice, it came down to that last play. Uh, and Washington, and they had a chance, and, and uh, Texas had a chance to win that game, man. But throughout the game, a lot of people were saying that, you know, you know Texas outplayed Washington. And a lot going into it, people thought Texas was going to blow out Washington. And I think that people said that because they didn't really get a chance or maybe they did, just didn't want to do it or couldn't do it for whatever reason, didn't watch enough Washington football this year. I watch Washington football, and I'm telling you, this team, and I, and I still feel like they're going to win a national championship. We're going to get into that, why I think that. But nonetheless, um, I, I thought that the game went according to how I thought it would go. I thought it would be a close game, a high-scoring game. But I thought the defense would be the difference for Washington. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. can throw that ball with the best of them. I mean, he's my, uh, Michael Vick-esque as far as throwing the ball. I'm not going to put him in the category of running the ball. But that arm strength is this, um, you know, beyond is second to none right now in college football, and he can put that thing on a dime deep down the field as well. Um, so with him at the at the helm and then Johnson running the ball, um, you know, as well, and especially, you know, you got the, uh, the uh, receiver number one. His name escapes me right now. A lot of people thought that he was the best receiver in, in, in the country over Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I can see that, but I still think Marvin Harrison is the best receiver in college football today. But nonetheless, he's a great receiver, and I and I thought that you know uh, those guys would, uh, would 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 get it done, and uh, and and Coach you know, uh you know. Coach Nobel would, would get it done. I just thought that they were just more athletic. I thought they were faster. And, again, I thought the difference would be that Washington uh, that Washington uh, defense for sure. 
All right, e, it's it's lined up for us. So before we grab our first break, let's 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 talk about the uh, the national championship. It's lined up. We got uh, we got Washington versus Michigan, one versus two. Um, again, the <laughs> the committee is happy with that. They they feel like they got it right. How do you see this one playing out? Who do you got winning this game? I'm gonna go with Michigan for the simple fact. I mean, I believe all the things you said about Michael Penix Jr. and his receivers. But K. Walk, I gotta 100% take your word for this because the first I gotta be honest, first time I saw Washington play was the other night. Um, and okay. again, I only saw a quarter and a half because I don't watch gotcha. much Pac-12 football, but I do watch Big Ten, ACC, and SEC football. So I'm a little more familiar with Michigan in this story. I mean, Harbaugh had a self-enfold suspension. Then he had yep. a real suspension. You got the offensive <laughs> coordinator on TV crying. Somebody he loved Harbaugh. I mean, it's just, I mean, if, if it's truly scripted, you yeah, would have right. needed Hollywood-type writers to write something this good. So if you believe in conspiracies, which I know we both do, the table is set for Michigan. I think Michigan wins the national championship, and this time next year Harbaugh somewhere in the NFL because he's about to pull a Pete Carroll. Let me get out of here before they get me because I know they're coming. <laughs> like, hey, that's somebody, hey, dad, no fans at the door. And that's what you stick out the back like Pete Carroll did because they coming, K-Wall. They're not going to just let this slide. And the last thing you want is to win a national championship and then have it vacated, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the story is written for Michigan. Hey, man, I can't argue with that, man. And the writers are just coming off of the strike, too. So, you know, they want to get back down to business. So maybe maybe it is scripted. <laughs> maybe it is scripted for, for, for this to play, you know, play out. And, you know, the next thing you know, we're watching a, uh, you know, a documentary on Netflix and, you know, calling it the, you know, Wolverine attack. I don't know what you want to call it right now. It's, you know, uh, you know, I'm not that quick. But nonetheless, I, I, I can see it happening, E. But that sounds all well and good. But I'm going. I'm going with the Washington Huskies. Now I, I think that they're. I, I know it's going to be physical play. You know, on the offensive and defensive line. I know Michigan is going to come out there and play. I just think that the receivers are just too fast for that Michigan secondary. Um, and I think that Johnson, who's Dylan Johnson, the running back there, who went out with that uh, that lower leg injury, um, it just came out that he's going to play in that game. He may not be 100%, but he hasn't been 100% all season long. If you look back on it, ladies and gentlemen, he's been gippy for the most part of the season. Um, but he still goes out there and he grinds it out. He gets it done uh, for sure. So I, I like this team, man. I, I really do. I think their offense is just better than Michigan's defense, and I think their defense is better than Michigan's offense. I know they got Corm. I know they got McCarthy. Uh, but I just think that, you know, that defense of Washington is going to come up and play. And, and uh, I think Michael Penix is going to show why he, in a lot of people's minds, should have won the, uh, the Heisman Trophy. But I like Washington in, in this game, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you haven't got a chance, you know, go back. I know the highlights can be – you know, can 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 be misconceived. I mean, it can be deceiving, if you will, because you don't see everything. You don't see their faults. You just see, you know, you know what they're able to do. But if you get a chance, you know, watch a game or two. Watch, you know, uh, if you can. Um, it's a very. If you watch, if you didn't watch them Saturday or Monday night, 
then why go back and watch them? If you watch it Monday night, then you'll see that's exactly who they are. They score and they can stop you when they need to stop you. So uh, again, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Washington in this one. I think it's going to be another good one. I think it's going to come down to a one possession game. I think we'll see a, a same a similar type game to what we saw at Alabama and Michigan. But I think Alabama, I think uh, Washington will put up a point. So I, I got I got Washington by ten in this one, at least double digits. In this one, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's going to come down to a mistake by Washington. I mean, by uh, by Michigan, which a Washington will take advantage of. So I'm going Washington by ten. Now they're supposed to kick off at seven fifteen, right? It's supposed to kick off. Is right. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they stick to that because that's a that's a school night. I work in the morning. I mean, yeah. Why did why did games shouldn't have been Saturday? I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, because throughout the year up until December, Saturday belongs to college football. Yeah. Well, why 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 we couldn't keep it on a Saturday? I don't think viewership is going to be more. On a Monday, but I mean, you know, nobody asked me. But I mean, this this would have been perfect. I mean, you can still kick it off at seven, but I can stay up a little later on a Saturday night. Hey, dog, Monday night, I can get you to about ten, ten thirty at the latest. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's rough. You ain't lying, brother. You ain't lying. I'm right there with you. And as much as I love football, man. It's hard to stay up, especially when you know, like you mentioned, you got to get up and go to you know go to work the next morning. Um, and depending on what your schedule is, it's going to be a lot earlier for some you know for some folks than others. You know, um, but yeah, yeah I'm I in agree the office on Tuesday. I'm not. I don't. I work from home on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm in the mm-hmm. office on Tuesday. So hey, man, five thirty a.m. come quick. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, bro. I say that I say it all the time, man. I said, let me go to bed now because five o'clock will be here at four o'clock. It just exactly. be at four o'clock. <laughs> well, you, look at the, you, you look at the clock. It's eleven fifty-five. You close your eyes. What seems like for five right now, minutes is four fifteen. I'm like, that wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, good stuff there, E. All right, we got our good buddy, uh, we got a good buddy, uh, Special K on the line. He's holding so loud. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll bring in Special K um, and uh, talk about, uh, we'll talk about the NFL. We'll switch gears and talk about the NFL. Got to talk about the Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson situation, excuse me, um, and what his future looks like. Also want to get uh, thoughts and opinions from E on his possible landing, uh, his possible landing spots because what we're hearing, it's not going to be Denver. It's not going to be Denver for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, it is Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. We're back, baby. We're loving it. We're loving it. We're going to take a quick break. All right, we'll be right back. Sports Talk with K-Walk. Never had it so good. Sports Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. 
do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash renews your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, yes, we are indeed back. We'll take a new year, new show, so we love it um, for sure. Uh, thank you so much for hanging in there with us uh, during that time. Uh, definitely going through withdrawal <laughs> for sure, but uh, we're back. All right, E., let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's start with the, uh, the NFL here, man, and, and, and i got to talk about uh, Russell Wilson. Um, talk about Russell Wilson here. Um, Alexa just went off for some reason. I don't know why she thought I'd said her name, but uh, my bad. It's distracted right there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson had, um, was benched by uh, uh, by Coach uh, Coach Sean Payton. Um, rumors have it that um, it's due to the fact that he didn't want to reconstruct his deal or work on his deal. Um, so it's uh, leading everybody to believe that, um, you know, his days in Denver are numbered. Um, what say you about this? E, how much truth do you hold on? I mean, to, you hold to this, and also, um, did you see this coming? E, and why now? Why would they ask him to reconstruct this deal at the week sixteen, week seventeen mark? Well, now what I've heard was they contacted Russ's agent, and this was about six, seven weeks ago. They said and said okay. he needed to move his injury deadline date, and if he didn't, we're going to sit him for the rest of the season because you know they owe him thirty-seven million at the mm-hmm. end of this, and if he gets hurt, then they can't move him if he's on IR or whatever. And Russ said no. And my thing is, why would I do that? Why, why? would I move the date? Are you talking about my – just in case I get hurt? No, dog. If he went home and told Sierra that, she told him quickly, <laughs> oh, hell no. We ain't doing that. I mean, it's not like y'all saying let's restructure my deal, defer some money, be a lesser cap here, give a sign bonus. No. Y'all saying move a date that if I get injured, because, you know, if he's on the roster, I think it's March 31st, his contract is fully guaranteed. So that lets mm-hmm. you know when they want you to move today, they're planning to cut you. So why in the world would I move the date? That was just asinine. And then when he yelled at Russ 
on the sideline. I'm with RC. Yeah. That was thug behavior, and that was completely disrespectful for him to do that. Again, like I put in the chat for y'all, he wouldn't have did that if it was Percy Harvey nah. or James nah. Harrison. Oh, this would have went a whole lot different. He knew, you know, who who he could get away with that with. And I actually, and I'm a Sean Payton guy, you know, he took my mm-hmm. name and won the Super Bowl. But I lost a lot of respect for Sean doing this move. Yeah. I mean, I know it's business, but if you're going to conduct business, you ask a guy to restructure in order to say cap room and things like that, not behind the injury date. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you there, Ian. And, and Russ took that, man. I, I don't know how he he took that the way he did, as far as uh, you know, Peyton yelling at him, and you know, and, and you know, cameras are everywhere. You know, everyone's going to show their the, the main care, uh, cameras weren't going to get it. You know, personal cameras were going to get it. Someone's going to pick that up, man. And Russ took that, man. I, I don't. That's a professional rule on his part, as yeah. far as taking that. I don't know how he did that, but going back to what Diver has has done, I'm in total agreement with you there. I don't understand why, you know, the why now, why bitchery now, we get it. He told you in the beginning that he wasn't going to do it. So were you using him because of that run that they were making? Because they were making a little bit of a run there as far as, um, you know, them possibly making the playoffs. And I think they were like maybe two games um, to, 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 to win out and, and, and they win the West, the AFC West. Um, it was highly unlikely, obviously, but um, it, there was a possibility. So they held on to, to Russ until they were out of the, uh, you know, until until they were mathematically uh, eliminated from from winning the West. And then this comes out. Now we're sitting here. So, you know, I have to agree with Russ on there. And I'm not a Russell Wilson fan by any stretch of the imagination. Think he's, in my opinion, I, I, I up until that point, man, until to Sean Payton, I thought he was just a selfish guy. Just a guy who wanted to do things his way, and 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 I get it. He wants to feed his family. He resigned his contract. Don't go back on it now. No, I'm not redoing it. And he probably said that up front. Is like, look, don't even think about me redoing this deal. But nonetheless, uh, he he stuck to his guns, and he didn't fold, man. I think he maybe he was thinking about that. You know, I don't know what was said to him. You know about that. I know it was you know about the. I think it was a timeout was supposed to be taken or uh, the clock was going down, something to that effect. But he he took that man like a trooper. A lot of people will call him soft. A lot of people will call him a professional man. I, and I'll tell you one thing: it wouldn't have been me, man. Again, it all depends on what he was yelling at him about. So I had these to first and foremost. These, these words would have definitely been said. Who the you think you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> that would have definitely been said. I mean, and this is just prior to me putting hands on you. But I'm definitely yeah. about to ask you, who the f- you think you talking yeah. to? Yeah, you I immediately. Oh. Would you would you put yeah. that? Yeah, would you put that in there? I immediately thought about Latrell Sprewell <laughs> and PJ Carmelo Simone. Man, exactly. I just see some red marks around his dude's neck, man. I just I'm yeah. like, wow, he just. He took that like a trooper. So I really would love to hear that audio as far as what he exactly said to him. I don't think he called him out of his name. I don't know any brother that would do that. I don't care how much of a you know good guy you are. You know, there's a, everyone has a breaking point, man. I don't think yeah. to touch that by any by any stretch. But uh, let's bring in our good buddy here, um, uh, Special K here, man. He's been holding for a minute. Uh, Special K, man, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Long time, I know. Happy New Year to you. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's everybody? Hey, what up, K? We're good. We're good. What's happening? What's happening? (laughs) 
You're right. Uh, yeah, you've been holding on for a minute, man. So I uh, appreciate that first and foremost. But uh, your thoughts are the mm-hmm. thing on the on the Russell Wilson situation and uh, you know everything behind that. Uh, man, I don't like it at all, man. It's uh, it's uh, so I look at it like this, man, and have some time to ponder. Uh, last year, Russ had one of his worst seasons. The organization didn't ask him to restructure his deal or anything like that. Sean Payton comes in, and from the beginning, before they even took the field, he was already having negative things to say about Russ. So fast forward, man, I think this was just a way for him to try to get Russ out of there. I really don't think it's about the money because, I mean, let's look at facts, right? Uh, Top-tier quarterbacks ain't making $37 million a year. You know, they're making more than that, you know. So I think this is just a way for them, for, for, for Sean Payton to get Russ out of there, you know. Um, he's been yelling at Russ all year. Everybody's highlighted with the one, you know, Ryan used in his, his little segment or whatnot. But, you know, um, I've seen other instances where he's yelling at Russ, you know, and I've always thought to myself, like, I don't remember him one time yelling at uh, Breeze. Um, the way he's yelling and talking to Russ. So that was one thing. Um, and yeah, I, this is a scratch um, because we've only got this one incident. And um, But, you know, something happened in New Orleans as well, right, with Michael Thomas and all that, you know. Now, he can probably elaborate on that more than I can, but um, with, with the whole uh, Michael Thomas thing in New Orleans, um, it's just – it's it's funny to me, a lot of that started taking place during the COVID, I'm not COVID, yeah, the COVID time with all the, you know, uh, movements and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, they, they kept saying he was hurt, but I don't know, man. I mean, because as soon as Sean Payton left, Michael Thomas took the field. So um, <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder how hurt was he, you know what I mean? Um, right. Or did he just not want to play for that guy no more, you know? So, um, something happened there, man, and, and and like I said, it's a scratch, man. But I'm thinking there's a, a, a how I'm gonna put it, a, there's an inner lining of something going on with Sean Payton, uh, you know, more on a personal level. Um, yeah. At least that's the way it's looking for me. So um, I don't like it at all, man. I think Russ is well within his rights for what he did as far as standing his ground. Um, he he's a better man than me because I would slap the hell out of Sean Page. Um, you you gonna get you gonna get the hell out of my face, isn't it? You know what I mean? Talking to me like that, you know. Um, and and like y'all said earlier, um, I'm interested in hearing the the, the exact audio of what was said because, yeah. ooh, man, if he if he got any kind of personal or dis- disrespectful, that's what I'm oh, saying, yeah, man. I, oh man, he would have been in, he he'd have been in the Gatorade picture or something. You know, he, he would get out of my face, bro. Like it, that would have got ugly, man. Like I'd have been out the lead. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, I, I stand with Russ on this. Russ is well within his rights um, of telling them no. And uh, uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm the organization, I'm gonna look at this real hard because you keep Sean, and they bomb out next year. Um, and you let Russ go, and Russ go, as they say, cook somewhere else, you're yeah. going to look real stupid. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good segue there, man, because I definitely want to talk about that in a moment um, as far as his possible landing spots. But I want to bring in another caller here, uh, Mr. Jordan here. want to bring him in. Uh, thank you so much uh, for, uh, for joining us this evening. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And you guys <laughs> Doing good. Doing good. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, well, I want to have this cat on. Uh, first of all, this is my youngest son, Jordan. But the oh, okay. reason I want to have him on because he gave me a take about a week ago, K-Walk, because I wanted to have him on last week, but we were known. That was so right. profound. I said, I got to share this with the masses. Um, <laughs> He's he the first semester mass communications major at Grand State University, so he's following right. his dad's footsteps. We're getting him up right. to speed. So I've been, like, you know, as all kids, when he was younger, he played sports, football, basketball, baseball, and we're trying okay. to find what the talent was. And so we found out at an early age, well, we're not not gonna go pro in sports. I was like, but what I can do, I can teach you to be a broadcaster. So I've been training him, K while since he was okay. about seven to eight years old. But now but nice. before we get into the take for well, the reason I brought you on, um, share share your feelings about the Russ Sean Payton situation. How I feel about Russ. Uh the whole thing with Russ and Sean Payton, I think like like I said earlier, I think it's a money thing because they're going to be deep into the salary cap this season, so it's going to be pretty difficult for them. And I think they want to move on from Russ, because they kind of regret giving him that huge contract in the off season. But this is just a, a very unprofessional way to do it, in my opinion. Yelling at him on the sideline, is getting into it in games as they were in rhythm. They went on a bit of a win streak, and then this kind of blew up the chemistry. And I heard they're going to release him Russ in March, so it's not looking too good for Denver. Yeah. Now, they, they're okay. going to release him before they have to pay that roster bonus. Now, buddy, what I want you to share with K-Walk, Special K, and the rest of our audience, that brilliant take you came up with for fixing the Chicago Bears. <laughs> K-Walk, let me give you uh-uh. a little backstory. He thinks, since he was about nine years old, he thinks he's a GM. He always tells me, Dad, if I was a GM, I'd do this. Dad, if I was a GM, I'd do that. So the other day, we watched football, and out of the blue, what are you talking about? It? He goes, Dad, I can fix the Chicago Bears. Go ahead, buddy. So my point on the Chicago Bears, right now, Carolina just lost last week. So now Chicago's locked in at one. They have their pick, which is at five. And then this is what I would do. You have Justin Fields. He's on an expiring deal pretty soon. You got to pay that fifth-year option in about two years. I say move on the field. We see what we had. They gave him a chance. It wasn't the best chance, but you could still a team like a Falcons, for example. They would take Justin Fields for a first-round pick. They're sitting at 11. If I'm the Falcons and the Bears come to me, hey, I got Justin Fields, first-round pick. Maybe throwing a fifth rounder. They're gonna say yes. So you get Atlanta's 11. So now you have one, five, and 11. At one, you take Caleb Williams, and then at five. Marvin Harrison's most likely going to be gone at five. You take the best of the linemen possible to protect your new franchise quarterback, Caleb Williams, and Joe Alt. And then at 11, receiver talent, like I said, still a little gone. But you can get a guy like Keon Coleman at FSU. He is ranked a little bit lower on the board, so they could trade down. But then your offense is completely different on this hypothetical. You'd have Caleb Williams, Joe Alt, best left tackle in college football. And then you have Keon Coleman, who's a top three wide receiver in the class. And just like that, you have a new Bears offense. Unfortunately, they did they did extend their head coach, so I don't know how that will work exactly. But it'd still be a pretty good offense, in my opinion. And then free agency, you have a ton of money. They have like I believe thirty five million in cash. Yeah. You go. Yeah. You go. Re, you go. Resign Montez Sweat, 
who they just traded for. You also have Tremaine Edmonds, who they got last season. So probably second round or in the free agency, you can draft, get another DN or maybe like a little corner to help Jalen Johnson. And just like that, I think that's a, a nine-win team for the Bears. And they might have a playoff game. <laughs> you know, I've, been, I've been teasing it since he put his GM hat on that he would get mm-hmm. fired because he's one of these GMs too that don't believe in paying running back. He said, oh, running back is my own running position, and he wouldn't pay either. But I thought that take was pretty good. K-Walk, you can go ahead and speak hey, on it. Man. Yeah, that is not far-fetched. <laughs> Sounds very good. Um, you were right. You're spot on with the Montez Sweat contract because they already extended him four years 98 million and 72 and that 72 million 73 million almost is guaranteed so you're spot on with that they've already done that there hey that's not far-fetched Jordan I I, I can't argue with that because if they can if they can get Justin Fields it's going to be and it's going to take a lot for you know they a number one you know you might be able to get you know a, a first you can definitely get a first round pick somewhere for a, a Justin Fields for sure especially where he's coming on at the latter part of the season um and you go to get a receiver there's a pair up with DJ Moore a young receiver to pair up with DJ Moore and I love your I love your um your insight on getting a lineman because they have to focus on an offensive lineman to protect the uh, whoever they bring in there whether it be a Caleb Williams whether they you know yeah for sure I love it Jordan keep it up man I you know it, it sounds it does not, it's nowhere near far fetched man I mean I, I I really like it everything sounds on point are you a Bears fan by any chance Oh no that nation yes Yeah, 
No, no, it's funny because like I never call him Jordan. His nickname is Luke, and I always, I always you, like. <laughs> when I uh, refer to him, I call him Luke. When I um, oh. like me and my family is probably the only ones that call him Luke. The rest of his family, like on his mom's side, they all call him Jordan. But all of us okay. call him Luke. So it's it, it's hard for me to you know call him Jordan because I never say that. <laughs> but yeah, he, I know. <laughs> um, like I said, when he was younger, he played football, baseball, soccer, basketball, all that. And I'm like, buddy, mm-hmm. I can't teach you to be an athlete if the athleticism is just not there. I mean, you know, he had right. regular talent, but not, I don't think, you know, next level talent. I said, but what I can do is teach you what I know. And that's, you gotcha. know, to be an analyst, to be a broadcaster. And again, we started this when he was like seven years old and he's 18 now. And as you can oh, tell, wow. he, 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 he researches stuff. He knows yeah. stuff. And I got him on point because like one of the guys I went to school with, when I was like a junior, and he came in as a freshman, I mentored him. Well, he's now a professor at Grambling. And when Jordan got accepted to Grambling, I called him up. And so he took him under his wing. Like now during football season, Jordan was already in the press box, you know, uh, working games and stuff. I was like a junior before I got in the press box. I had to do the grunt work. But, yeah, right. and he's uh, – He's already broadcasted. He's done play-by-play and color for a couple of nice. basketball games already. He prefers play-by-play. I prefer wow. color. He said, yeah. but because um, he just said play-by-play is more full and fast-moving and stuff. I was like, well, I like color. So I get to give. Ta- I like to yeah. give tapes. I said, doing play-by-play, you got to pretty much stick to the facts. But, yeah, I'm, I'm real proud of him. But, yeah, he has back to school tomorrow. But, yeah, we we, we got nice. his broadcast career on the way. But, yeah, I just want nice. like I said, when he hit me with this take, I was like, yeah, but I got to I gotta get you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, good stuff there, good stuff. Yeah, play-by-play, man, that, that's in color. I, I love both. Uh, you know, if you ask me, well, I, you know, I obviously you want to do play-by-play, but it's not as easy as you think it is. Like, some of these guys make it easy, make it seem easy. It sounds like Jordan is one of those guys who could possibly make it easy. But when you talk about some of these guys, um, like you know, like a like a Joe Buck, and you know, just the name of uh, name one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, play-by-play and, and and color are you know two totally different animals. They're both animals, but I think play-by-play is a little bit a little tougher for sure. All right, good stuff there, man. Um, definitely, I didn't have that on the script, ladies and gentlemen. But I, that's what we do. You know, we handle it. We audible that. We we love that, man. That's a great part of the show. So keep it up again, Jordan. Man, good luck to you this semester as well. All right, E, let's, uh, let's stay on the NFL talk here, man. And I want to talk about the uh, the NFC South, your NFC South, your sink. This week, and we got our guy, good guy, uh, Special K, who's a diehard Buccaneers fan. So there's a lot of different things that are going to be played out this, this, this week. And the Buccaneers could win the, uh, could win the South. Falcons can win the South. Your Saints can win the South. E, uh, I have to get your thoughts and opinions on, um, you know, how do you see this playing out? You got your favorite team playing against your least favorite team, E, here. And um, it looks like the route or the path, I should say, to um, winning the division uh, for you guys is probably the easier way to get into the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. It looks like if if you guys beat Atlanta and the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, which a lot of people are saying is highly unlikely, that would be the best route for the Saints because a lot of other things have to happen if you get a playoff berth, meaning like you have to beat the Saints. I mean, the Falcons, of course, 
Seahawks have to lose, Packers have to lose. Um, what say you about uh, your team, this division? Because this is probably the best, the, the best, the most competitive division next to another division, which we're going to talk about later. But your thoughts and opinions on the Saints? Well, I mean, realistically, K. Watt taking the fan out of it, I think Tampa has the division locked up. Because, yeah, in order for us to win the division, we got to first beat Atlanta, and then Carolina has to beat Tampa. And for Atlanta to get in, Atlanta has to beat us, and Carolina still has to beat Tampa. So given those two scenarios, I don't see Tampa losing to Carolina, but um, I do want to beat the Falcons. They got us um, in round one in Atlanta. We in the dome on Sunday, so hopefully yeah. we can get our revenge. I mean, I would have liked to have made the playoffs, but yeah, with, with it coming down to this, it's highly unlikely. But Special K, we did hand y'all an L this Sunday. <laughs> I was so bad. Hey, before you get started, hey, man, why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> okay, before you get started, I, that was one of the main reasons why I was mad that we had technical difficulties last week because that matchup between the Saints and the Buccaneers is one I was dying to talk about. I think we need to preview it and recap it at the same time. But uh, it, was so, it was so heartbreaking for me. But go ahead, Kay. What say you, bro? <clears throat> let, let, me, let me speak on the, on the, on the debacle last week. Um, so, you know, I mean, this is what we've been doing all year, right? You know, everybody started riding the Baker wave. We started out good, three and one. Everybody jumped on the Baker wave, you know, Baker, 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 you know, blah, blah, he's having to reserve. Then we lost four in a row. <laughs> then we lost four in a row. Then we won three in a row. And we won three in a row, and everybody jumped back on the Baker bandwagon. Here we go, you know what I mean? Uh, Baker, 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 Baker. And he go out there and lay a goose head. Like, come on, man. Like, anyway, um, as a fan, I'm, I'm highly, highly upset that we lost to the Saints this past week. But I almost bet it. You know what I mean? I almost bet it money line um, mm-hmm. because I saw I saw this coming. You know, I saw it coming. Uh, we needed to win and lock up the division, lock up playoff spot. Would have been on vacation this week, chilling. You know what I mean? But Baker, Baker went out there and laid a goose egg. Now, we got Carolina this week. Um, I can't remember if it's at home or there, but I think it's at home. But either way, now on paper, this should be a lot win. You know what I mean? It should be a lot. However, it's the last game of the season. You got statistically the worst team in the league. You know, um, I think record-wise, they're the worst team in the league. Um it's a trap game, you ask me, because they're gonna these guys are gonna play for their contracts, play for their life, you know, and everything else. You know what I mean? Play to go out on top, you know, at least with a win, you know, if, if nothing else. So we're gonna get the best game out of Carolina that they played all year. Um, so it, it it scares me, you know what I mean? To be honest, just being completely honest, it scares me. Um, the last game wasn't a complete blowout against them um, until late. So yeah, this game it's, scares me, man. Uh, it's at the know. Panthers, K. Yeah, they're oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so, so, on it, Sunday. I even more. Uh, flex. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe yeah. David Temper, maybe David Temper will uh, pour some drinks on uh, you know somebody, and, you know, <laughs> and then you know that'll get. Yeah, man. So I mean, <laughs> just just to wrap it up, um, I think I think Atlanta's gonna beat New Orleans. 
you know, no slate. Just, just, I just think they're going to beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Um, and I think that uh, um, we should win. Um, but I'm going to say I'm scared. <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick, Kay. Baker Mayfield, comeback player of the year? Hell now, keep in mind, uh, no. Now, keep in mind, the award is comeback player of the year, not most improved player of the year. I right. think it's Baker. I mean, a lot of people are saying DeMar Hamlin because he died on the field, but he has half a tackle recorded, and the only reason yeah. he's on the roster because it would have looked too ugly to cut him. So yeah. I, I, I think – up until the last three weeks, I thought Baker had it locked up. But now Joe Flacco has made a resurgence. But I don't yeah. know if Flacco has played enough games. I, I think Baker might be coming back for the end of the year, okay? I mean, I mean, when you put it like that, I'm thinking, I'm like, who else is out there? Um, and, and I don't think nobody's el- nobody else is out there that's played enough time this year to be considered. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he might get it by default. But I don't think he's had comeback player of the year type season. You know what I mean? Like you, you came in with two of the top ten wide receivers in the league. Like, come on now. Yeah. And then lately <laughs> we've had uh uh what I'm gonna say is one of the hottest running backs in the league. You know what I mean? So you you've lucky to come into an offense that was already ready. You know what I mean? So all you had to do, what I said at the beginning of the season, game manage. That's all he had to do. And, and to be honest, up until this last three-game win streak, we wasn't putting up points like that. You know, so um, I don't think he, he's done anything extravagant to get the award. However, um, I don't think there's nobody else out there um, that would be worthy of the award um, based on time and, you know, some other factors. Hey, well, who do you yeah, think no, no. comeback player of the year? Yeah, I was I was thinking the same uh, the same two guys, man. I just don't see anyone out there like uh, like uh, Kay just mentioned. I don't I don't no one jumps off the page for me other than those two guys, man. I mean, uh, again, does Joe Flacco qualify um, as far as with enough games played? Um, yeah, if you, if you look at it, there's so many different quarterbacks right now in the quarterback carousel and. And at least like you know half of the half of the league. Okay, man. I know. And again, do you call him a comeback player of the year? Uh, can he be considered? Not like you mentioned, he could he be considered most improved? Because he's been one of the, what three, four teams in the last uh, season and a half, two years. Yeah, because Jordan Jordan pointed that out to me because he thinks he's Demar Hamlin simply because he died on the field. And I was like, well, yeah. this is the season that Baker Mayfield is having, and he's like, Dad, it's Comeback player of the year, not most yeah. improved player. I was like, yeah, check, check, you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but when we when we talking about comeback player, yeah, I mean, I guess you, you can throw Demar Hamlin in there. I mean, I don't know how many games he's played this year, because a lot of times that I see him, he's been inactive for the majority of the season. The NPCD um, did not play. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned that it's hard for them to let him go because of everything that he went through. It's like you know someone who truly well, has I mean, job security. He wasn't high on the death chart anyway. We got to remember, he got hurt on what a right. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah, so he no. Wasn't, no, no, no. Or was it a yeah, kickoff? No, it was a, it was a, no, no, it was a, it was a, it was a regular play. I think it was like a screen play. It was a play, play but, no, and, but to yeah. this point, he wasn't a starter. Yeah. He was in no, no, he wasn't. somebody else no. was out. You're right. You're right. 
No, so, I mean, guy, he has, uh, yeah. he's played this year, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen him on the field in crucial moments, but he's not making – he hasn't made a lot of tackles or nothing like that. I mean, he does yeah. play – he played uh, slot, slot corner, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, like, the numbers we're not going to get out of him, you know what I mean? But, I mean, based on what, you know, how – how, how Jordan is looking at it, um, I, I got to agree. You know what I mean? I got to agree. Yeah, I agree with you, Kat. Yeah, you know, you you convinced me there. Jordan convinced me as well. I'm going to go with DeMar Hamlin. I think you go with him there, man, because of everything he's went through, obviously, something that's never happened before for him to not only just come back and be on the sideline, but actually suit up and play and line up as well and make tackles as well and, 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 and be a part of the physical contact. So, yeah, I, I, I based on that, man, I, I think you have to give it to DeMar Hamlin, man. Oh, we I'm in agreement with know, that. No, we already know this time next year is A.A. Ron, undisputed. I mean, if, if A.A. Ron oh, can play, yeah. play 14 out of 17 games, <laughs> it, 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 he played four snaps this year, even if mm-hmm. he's stinking up. <laughs> I said that, yeah. yeah, we know it's going to A.A. Ron if, if Jimmy Kimmel don't have him assassinated. But I'm sure for another day. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see how that will play. I'm very interested to see how the offseason for the Jets is going to uh, is going to, to play out, who they're bringing in. Um, yeah, because they're, they're, they're going to be – it's going to be a lot of traction, you know, to uh, – uh, to um, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I've already heard that um, they're talking about trading or go, going after the Devontae Adams to, to, to link him back up with <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers and also um, Aaron Jones from the Packers as well. So it's going to be kind of like a, a Green Bay, uh, you know, Packers or Green Bay Jets, if you will, or New York Packers. I don't know what you want to call them at this point, but it sounds like it's going to be a reunion between those three guys from what I'm hearing um, uh, out there. So, it, it, But I wouldn't pick it past him. You know, if he's going to be his last season, if he's going to come back and, and risk that again, you know, he wants the best players, you know, possible. And if you line Devontae Adams up with Gary Wilson, good gracious, man. Uh, that's, that's just a scary combination right there with the healthy Aaron Rodgers. All right, good stuff. I want to backtrack a little bit here, guys, because I wanted to talk about Russell Wilson. Go back. I just want to ask you guys about the possible landing spots for Russell Wilson. Um, you know, off the top of your head, I don't know if you got a chance to when I send you the topics. You know, um, you know, what's some of the landing spots that that are out there? I know Jordan had mentioned the Falcons were, you know, as far as the Justin Fields goes, but he, you know, he that's one of the teams on my list. And I give you some time, uh, Kay, to think about your list, but. Throw a couple of teams or a few teams out there that you think would be a great landing spot for, for uh, Russell Wilson. Well, I'm gonna look at it like teams who need a quarterback. Uh, yeah. First of all, I'm gonna start with my New Orleans Saints because um, <laughs> I think I think they're 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 the type of quarterback that Sean Payne would like. I mean, because both you and Ship told me this bill of goods that yeah. they're going right? to do it. He he is not. So, thank you for quarterback. Let's see, Tampa solid with Baker. I think Carolina going well with Bryce. Atlanta needs a quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas is solid with Dak. Giants need a quarterback. They just yeah. don't know it. Philly solid. <laughs> Washington needs a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Minnesota, I think they're going to get Kirk back, but I think they're going to move on from Kirk. Detroit solid with golf. 
Chicago yeah. up and down with Fields. Green Bay, I think they're happy with Love. Let's see out west. San Francisco solid with Purdy. Um, Arizona going to keep um, Kyler. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rams solid. I, well, the Rams could possibly use a quarterback, and I think Seattle solid with Geno. So let's go to AFC. Dolphins are solid with Tua. The Jets mm-hmm. going to have A.A. Ron back. Buffalo got Josh Allen and Belichick. And then, well, Belichick going to be up out of there. They need a quarterback. They just might not yeah. know it. So that's a good spot for them. Um, uh, the Colts. Who they sitting out there? Is that Anthony Richardson? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, yeah, Richardson yeah. So they good there. The Titans, uh, that's uh, another boy. Um, take it, take it. Ryan Tannehill. It could be Will no, Levis. No, no. Will Levis, yeah. So I think Will he's Levis. solid there. Uh, C.J. Stroud is solid in Houston. And Jacksonville solid with um, running Sunshine Bass. Go out <laughs> west. You got Herbert in Los Angeles. Um, Russ is already in Denver. He up out of there. Um, who else is over there? Mahomes. The right. Oh, Mahomes. Raiders. Solid. The Raiders. Yeah, well, the Raiders. Need a quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. O'Connell. O'Connell. Whoever. Yeah, so the Raiders there. need a quarterback. And then yeah. the last division. Um, Lamar solid. Joe Burrow solid. The little nasty boy solid. And Pittsburgh <laughs> need a quarterback. Yeah. So we just came over about, about five different good spots for him. Yeah. But I think the best spot for him is probably going to be Minnesota. Okay. All right, good stuff there. I know I have five teams. Minnesota's not a one. I have five teams. I put them in a random order. I had the Falcons. You know, I think the Falcons are, are a really good spot. I think they're a quarterback away from, you know, really being I solid. I don't know if he wants Sierra to live back in Atlanta again. Yeah, that might be a little tough. Yeah, that might be a little tough. But they got private. They got private jets. They'll be all right. Um, no, I, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like the land is where she's from, with future and all that. We know. We no, I know. I'm saying. Yeah. We don't want to put it right, back in that environment. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Keeper in Seattle, and he, you know, he can fly oh. back to Seattle <laughs> if he needs to in his private jet. I'm saying. <laughs> um, you mentioned the Giants. I agree there. You know, the Giants. You know, you know, Tannehill, like you mentioned, to use your words, they they just don't know they need a quarterback right now. <laughs> but yeah, t- uh, uh, Daniel Jones there for sure. I got the Commanders uh, there. You know, um, with you know with um, with um, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, we don't know his situation. A lot of people are saying that. Uh, Ron Rivera is going to be out of there, and um, Eric Bieniemy should be the, is going to be the favorite of being the head coach there. But we'll see. Patriots as well. You mentioned that, and I, I think the Steelers is a good spot for him, you know, as well. You know, with a Mike Tomlin and Russell Wilson, that may be an interesting, uh, you know, combination there, collaboration uh, for sure. But um, okay, what, what say you about this, real quick? You know, what your, your thoughts and opinion on a, a good possible landing spot for uh, Russell Wilson? I mean, to keep it short, man, not kill too much time, I think Washington is the best spot. Um, okay. I think him and the enemy would be a good a good fit. I mean, they got a good tight end. Um, they mm-hmm. got a decent wide receiver, scared Terry. Um, they got a good stable of running backs, although they can't stay healthy. But um, yeah. as Jordan said, when he was on, running backs are kind of, uh, or uh, he said about Jordan, um, running backs are kind of plug and play now. I mean, every now and then yeah. you get, you know, one out of ten that's that's, that's different, but um, they kind of plug and play. So um, 
they got a good stable of running backs over there, and they can use another one. That wouldn't hurt. Uh, the defense can use and work the line because they got rid of, you know, two of yeah. their best players, although one was hardly on the field. Um, but I think Washington, Washington is a good fit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to come to Tampa as well. Um, we only had Baker on the one year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to come to Tampa. Um, Atlanta is a no-go. Um, you know, first time they play future in the dome, it'll be a problem. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, I think the front runner, the front runner would be, uh, uh, in the NFC, uh, Washington, in the AFC, the Raiders. Yeah, I, I like that, man. But you know, I, I don't know about the Raiders, man. It just seemed like that's where quarterbacks and just players in general just go to, to, to pasture, if you will. Keeping it, keeping it, keeping it clean, keeping it light. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with everything. I mean, all of those, all of those teams that we mentioned are quarterback needy teams. And I don't know if he'll put himself. I don't know if he, if he does. He have a no trade clause? I didn't even look that up. I should have looked that up before I posed this question. But let's see where he's going to go. Can he control his own destiny? Well, oh, for sure. Thing. Definitely. If, if if they're unable to trade him, they're going to waive him. Because they don't yeah, want to yeah, pay that sure. roster bonus, so yeah, it really don't matter if he got a no trade or not. Uh, the, he'd have played his last game as a Denver Bronco. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they want to try to get something for him. But if they don't, let's say they do waive him, then he, of course he's free to go to wherever he wants to go. And I think, I think Atlanta might be the best spot for him, to, to be honest with you, if he wants to go that route. But you mentioned, I know a lot of his, <laughs> a lot of his business decisions. Are predicated on his personal life, if you will. I'm, I'm, no, I'm with Kay. Sure. He out there for warm ups, and all of a sudden you hear, I'm on that good cushion <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I got some damn I can call. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's Atlanta. It ain't, it ain't that they're not going to play it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> they play dead everything there. All right, good stuff. Let's do this, guys. Let's grab our next break. When we come back, I want to stay on the uh, on uh, on the. I want to stay on the uh, playoff talk. I want to talk some uh, some Cowboys and Eagles. Who controls the? I mean, well, obviously the Cowboys control the destiny. How do you guys see this one playing out? And if we can, I want to touch on some uh, AFC South because the AFC South is just like the NFC South. Very close. Uh, three teams are nine and seven. Two play each other. Two of these teams, or actually uh, four of these teams, play each other this week, and it's going to make it's going to determine a lot. So I got to get these guys' thoughts and opinions on that. If we have time, uh, we'll, we'll dive into some uh, we'll dive into some Dalvin Cook talk as well. He was just released. A lot of people are saying he's looking to go to a, a, a playoff contender. Who would that possibly be? All right, and plus we got E. Scott entertainment segment at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you tune into now, if you don't already know. You're about to know it's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. 
Stand up now and face the... Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call. 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and Eve Scott. Never had it so good, Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking uh, about the NFC South, uh, recapping um, Russell Wilson, his possible landing spots um, as well. Um, I want to uh, stay on the NFL talk, and I want to talk about the uh, the Cowboys and Eagles. And, e- wow, the Eagles, first and foremost, I want to start with them, of course, because They've um they they started off at ten and one, e uh, ten and one. They lost to the Jets, and even some of their wins in the early part of that stretch, that ten and one stretch, e a lot of people were saying they weren't winning convincingly. They got lucky in some games. A lot of people were saying, including myself, that you know good teams find a way to win the game. But since then, they have gone one and four, and they've lost to the 49ers. They got blown up by the 49ers. They got blown up by the Cowboys. Um, they lost last week to the the, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, e, uh, your thoughts and opinions on the Eagles? Do you see them winning uh, this division? I know they have to beat the the Giants this week, and of course, they need the Cowboys. Uh, to lose to, I believe the Cowboys are playing the Commanders. They have to lose to them as well. Um, how do you see this one playing out? They're going to, they, they've already locked up a spot, but let's say they don't win a division. They get into the playoffs. How do you see them performing in the playoffs? I think he may be on mute. Yeah, I was. My bad. Earlier on on in the season, we never called them fraudulent, but we did say they weren't winning games convincingly. They weren't dominating. They were finding a way to, you know, to win. And now looks like um, they they looks like they've um, stopped stopped doing that. And still, I won't say that they're fraudulent, but they've come back down to earth. Kind of reminds me of Kansas City. Kansas City, another yeah. team, I'm sure we'll get to that has come back down to earth. Now the Eagles, yeah. they 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 can still can they still lock up the one seed? 
No, no, no. Forty Nine's already locked that up. Yeah. Okay, so that means that they'll host if they win the division, they'll host one playoff game, but they're gonna have to go on the road. They really need to win this division because, but so does Dallas, because Dallas don't play well on the road either. So I mean, <laughs> right. this, this, this championship Sunday is is gonna be something else yeah. this coming Sunday. I, I really can't. Well, I can't call it on the Eagles because again, they really haven't dominated anybody this season, but they found a way to win. Now, but losing to Arizona last Sunday, that's just inexcusable. But then again, yeah. any given Sunday, sometimes football happens. But football doesn't happen to them three, four weeks in a row. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Now, who they got this Sunday? They got the they got Giants? Giants, at, at Giants in New York, or in New Jersey, if you want to go, depending on how you want to look. <laughs> oh, they're right down the street from me anyway, though. So yeah, yeah. that uh, I know they're not at the link, but I think they should be able to beat the Giants because they, who's Giants putting out there? Tyrod Taylor, Tony Cutler, Tyrod Taylor, um, Danny Dimes back. Um, they, have they traded for Russell Wilson? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on over there. So they <laughs> they go they with Tyrod Taylor. They should be able to beat the Giants, but the Cowboys where they got the Commanders at? In D.C. or back in yeah, Big D.C. Yeah, they're in, they're in Laurel, Maryland. Neither one of those teams. Giants don't play in uh, New York, and, and, right. and the Commanders don't play in D.C. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But, um, but and the Cowboys have trouble on the road, but it's a yeah. dumpster fire over there in Washington. I mean, yeah. Ron Rivera should have been fired 19 games ago, and I know we on there. <laughs> we're 17 to this season. That just shows you how it goes over there. <laughs> So Sunday is going to be real interesting. But um, I do think Philly will win. It's a coin flip on Dallas, but I think they're going to win. But now I, th- I, I was told Dallas couldn't improve their seeding. Win or lose, they're at three, right? Yeah, they're at three. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is they can win a division. This is all about the division for oh, okay. uh, for these two teams, or for, for these two teams, the Cowboys and, and the and uh, and the Eagles, so and it's about and bragging rights for the most needed, part. They both needed yeah. real bad though. They both need to host the home playoff game because Philly is better in the link. But Philly had won a bunch on the road too, hadn't they? Yeah, they they have, but barely though. And this is yeah. this is the thing about with the, the with the Eagles. Then you just don't know what Eagles team you're going to get uh, for sure. But and and Dallas Dallas is terrible. Away from Arlington, but I see you said we got um, my man T. Pizzle for Shizzle off the Hizzle on the line. He's a big Cowboy fan. Yeah, let's let's bring him in, man. Let's open up his mic. Um, my man Ben Ben, how how you doing this evening, brother? Long, 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 long time. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, happy New Year to you, brother. How you doing this evening? Happy New Year to y'all, man. Hey, what up, B? What up, B? Glad to have you back. What's going on, man? It's been a long time. Football season over, so you know I'm free a little. So, thinking <laughs> back off y'all um, question, so basically, if Dallas wins, they get the number two seed. Detroit is locked in at number three, no matter what. Right. So if Dallas wins, they got number two seed. If they lose, the Eagles got number two seed. So by Dallas winning, they got all home playoff games except the NFC Championship and let somebody knock off San Francisco. Knock on wood when you say that? 
All right. So, what's your thoughts and opinions on on your team, and how how do you see this one playing out? I mean, do you see them having trouble with the Commanders this week? Because Commanders, to be honest with you, the Commanders can give you trouble if you don't bring your A game, if you don't if you don't pack your lunch and bring your heart at. It can be a long a long day for you, as regardless of what it looks like over there. Um, Ben, and we know the Cowboys, as as he mentioned, they struggle on the road, and 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 you know, we know about the trap games and things of that nature. You can't just walk into that stadium and expect a FedEx stadium and expect to walk out there with a win if you're not really ready to to play. But what's the, how do you feel about your Cowboys this week? Um, basically, um, I think I think we jump up. And I think they they pulled that once we get a sensible lead, and um, okay. I think they actually played Tyrod, um, t- not Tyrod Taylor. Uh, what's our third string quarterback name? Cooper Rush. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Because oh. he's been he's been getting some reps with the first team, so okay. I think they because he hasn't Lance played. So I, I think I think like I said I think we beat Washington. We we lock up the number two seed. I think we either see Green Bay or Seattle. It depends on how, you know, things play out. So, I honestly, this year I haven't been talking jump, but I think we get past the second round. And now we get past the second round, I don't see us losing. But to me, I really feel like San Francisco is a powerhouse. When they're healthy, they can beat you with, with Kittle. They can beat you with Debo. They can beat you with McCaffrey. They can beat you with Purdy. So, I don't see us going past the third round. Okay. That. All right. All right. Good stuff there. Okay. What say you? Uh, you know about the, you know, the Cowboys and and the Eagles and, and you know what they're looking at. <clears throat> um. It's, it's it's everything y'all said, man. I mean, um, I've been calling the Eagles a far from the beginning. Um, I think the da- Dallas has only beat what. One and a half teams with a winning record this year. I say one and a half. How they should have lost that Detroit game, but you know that's another topic. Um, so yeah, I mean I agree with everything that's been said, man. I mean now as far as the playoffs go, um, I think if you know if my Bucks win the the South as we should, um, the East runner-up has to come to us. Uh, that's going to be tough. Either either team, you know, whether it be Dallas or Philly, either team is going to be tough. So um, I ain't looking forward to that, but, you know, we might be able to pull off a little upset or whatnot. Um, I think Dallas is out of there. Um, second round, they should win first round because uh, they'll either be going to, uh, you know, um, if, they, if they're second, they'll either come to us or – Go to Green Bay, something not Green Bay, but uh, uh, um, um, Detroit, I believe. Um, no, Dallas. Have, you know, say it again. Dallas will have home field advantage if they number two seed. Yeah, until they get, they until they get to the, yeah, unless, until they get to, unless the Forty ers fall off. But yeah, I mean they'll have yeah. the home field advantage until the NFC Championship. Yeah, uh, unless the Forty ers fall off. Okay, so so the number two seed is locked. Yeah, number two. No, seed no, it's not. Be, yeah. Well, if they ahead, win, it'll be, if they lose, it'll be the Eagles. So whoever the number two seed is, they gonna have home field advantage, the wild card and the division around. Okay, so if Dallas yeah. win, they they control their own destiny, right? For for number two, yeah. if they win, they get it. They do. 
Yes, sir. Exactly. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What if they both lose? Um, they go by the tiebreaker. So they, they look at the so, NFC, um, which Dallas both lost to – Dallas and the Eagles both lost to Arizona. But we also lost to – who else in the NFC did we lose to other than the 49ers? Um, it's like a tiebreaker. Yeah. I think it's Dallas will have it because y'all beat – Dallas beat Seattle. Eagles lost to Seattle. Okay, so then we'll have the tiebreaker. Okay. So they, 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 they All right. Then. The so, so I mean, to be honest, I, I rather I rather the Eagles have to come to us anyway. Um, I think they're the more wounded duck. You know, um, you know that offense is still potent, but that defense is weak. And I think I think the receivers we got in town them get off. But um, speaking on the Eagles and and Dallas, I mean, they, they, they're both far. <laughs> you know, if you ask me, they're both far. <laughs> the the Eagles are more far than than Dallas. But I think I think they're both odds, uh, man. Um, you know, um, and it is what it is. I don't see neither one going too far. Um, they both should get past first round. Um, that's me taking the fandom out of it. They both should get past first round, but I, I don't see them getting past second round. All right, good stuff there. I want to stay a little bit on this on Cowboys Eagles, and the reason why because these are the big name guys. These are the big name boys, if you will. And, and you, when you look at these two teams, and they're, they're kind of going in different directions uh, for the most part. You know, as I mentioned, the Eagles have lost the last four out of the last five games after starting 10-1. and one. And we've seen that you can pretty much point a finger at everything, you know, the lack of running game, the lack of throwing, the defense hasn't been there. Um, and then with the Cowboys, it seems like it's been the same thing. They're not able to run the ball you know, here, E. So, and you know, their defense is 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 what it is. You know, you it, it depends on when they're playing because you mentioned that they're not good on the road. So, I, I say all this to ask this, E, is that who do you have more confidence um, in in the playoffs between these two teams to, to make it a run to the NFC Championship, Cowboys or Eagles? Right now, I'm going to say the Cowboys, and that's recency bias because the Eagles just haven't looked good in in um, in their losses lately. And Dallas looks tremendous when they're playing in Big D. So if you right. can get them in Arlington, if they can get that two seed and their home field advantage up until the NFC Championship game, I think they represent the best chance. Okay. All right, uh, Kay, what, what say you about about this? I'm going to say Ben for the last because, you know, he's a cowboy guy. But what say you uh, about the same question? Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? Yeah, I thought I would have to repeat that for you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, cowboy, <laughs> the Cowboys and Eagles, man, um, you know, you, they're both going pretty much in the, in the different directions. Just to sum up a little bit what I said, um, you know, the Eagles are one and four right now. Cowboys aren't that good on the road. They're not good at running the ball. Um, but with all that being said, who do you have more confidence in making a run to the NFC Championship, Cowboys or Eagles? Neither, but um, out of the two, I would I would have to go with Cowboys. Um, okay. Just because you know C.D. Lamb has been um, pretty much unstoppable, man. I got to give him his credit. Um, mm-hmm. You know uh, him and Dak. Uh, they 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 got good chemistry. I mean that play they made in the Detroit game for what ninety two yards. That was that was yeah. pretty sweet, man. Uh, that should have been sacked. 
Um, I don't know what the linebacker was doing. I don't know if he put a blindfold on, whatever. I don't know how he missed it. But anyway, for CD to, you know, keep running and get open, you know, that was sweet. But So they got some kind of chemistry going on, man, that's pretty good for them. So, I mean, I, I not that the Eagles ain't got no chemistry up there. They do too. But um, gotcha. I saw Sutton Day with Devonta Smith being hurt, um, yeah. a little banged up or whatnot. So maybe, they, maybe they're a little wounded duck. I mean, you, you go on that long stretch last year. And then trying to do it again, man, that, that takes a lot, especially in the NFL. So um, more confidence in Dallas. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Then got to turn over to you. You can put the fandom in it. You can take the fandom out of how you want to approach it. But say you about the same question. Um, honestly, I think, I think Dallas got the edge. But when the playoffs start, it's like records are zipped. And a lot of teams are different playoff teams. You know, Dallas have been there. We we can't. We first we couldn't win on the road in the playoffs. We went down to some team called the Buccaneers in Tampa. I don't know. Bang bang, shot fired. <laughs> but we went down there. You know, we made Brady retire. So um, honestly, I I think since Jimmy Johnson got put in the ring of honor, I think the curse is broken. So oh. me, me, I really believe we get past the second round this year. I don't think we go further than the second round. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff there. Good stuff. All right. We got about five minutes here before I dive into uh, we dive into E. Scott's entertainment segment. But I, I definitely want to touch on this a little bit, E, and see if we can get this in in that five. And that's the AFC South because the AFC South is very similar to the uh, uh, to the NFC South. Uh, records are a little different, but nonetheless, the scenarios are the same. You got the number four seed Jags at nine and seven. You got the number seven seed Colts at nine and seven. And you also have the number eight seed. And when I when I'm saying these seeds, ladies and gentlemen, I mean currently that's where they're at in the uh, the playoff hunt. So uh, that's where they would be at today if the playoffs were to start. Now the Jags uh, play the, the, the uh, division rival, the Titans. Uh, they go to the Tennessee. Also the Colts go to the Texans. To the AC uh, Texans. So, how do you see this one up? Actually, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The Texans go to the Colts. Uh, the Texans are the AC. Uh, Colts are the seventh seed. So, right now, it's all of a kind of a round robin, if you will. But nonetheless, just to lay out scenario real quick, ladies and gentlemen, if the Jags win, they're in. Texans win uh, and the Jags lose, they win a division. If the Colts win and the Jags lose, um, they get the division and they are they if they get the wild card if the Jags win as well. This is a layout scenario. But nonetheless, E, with all that being said, real quick, how do you see this one uh playing out? Do you see the Jags just handling business over the Titans? They win a division, and do you see the Colts getting in as well as well? Now, is is uh, Trevor Lawrence playing or is he still in concussion protocol? Yeah. No, he's still he's in. He was practicing today, so he's out of pro- pro- protocol. So he's in. He's a go. Okay, so yeah, because he represents their best chance of winning. If Trevor Lawrence plays and he can be at about eighty-five to ninety percent, I think the Jags handle business and they get in. I'm really pulling for the Texans because I want D'Amico Ryan's the yeah. coach of the year, and I really like that boy C.J. Stroud. So that's more of fandom talking. Um, yeah. The game itself is a complete toss-up. It can go either way. Facts. 
All right. Yeah, good stuff there, man. I, I agree with you there, E. Uh, I think the Jags get it done. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, but I definitely think they get it done. They win the division. I think the, te- the Texans, even though they're going into uh, uh, Lucas Stadium, Lucas, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, I think they get it done um, because I'm agreeing with you there, man. I, I think uh, D'Amico Ryan should get it. A lot of people are calling for you know, saying Kevin Stefanski uh, uh, should, uh, should win coach of the year. It's going to be a tight race there, man, but I really think if they pull this out, me and the Texans, they get it done, especially with a rookie quarterback for sure. But, um, Kay, you were on first, so what, what say you about this? <laughs> um Man, why y'all keep doing me like this? Uh, what, what, what was the question? Man, we got to recap, man. <laughs> All right. Who, who wins AFC South? You got the Jags. You got the Jags at Texans. Uh, the Titans. Texans. You got the Cards. Texans. 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 Yeah, All I remember right, now. Um, okay. So I got I like I like the Texans, man. Um, they to me they've been playing playing better, complete ball. They went through a little stretch there where where Stroud was uh, you know, um, dealing with some concussion issues. Um, you know, you got the Jags with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he, he should have sat out about three games ago. I mean, he's banged up, man, but he's trying to keep this streak of never missing the game as a starter from high school up to now. Um, right. But, yeah, he need, he need to let that go, man. But, I mean, it's, it's one game. The season's on the line. Um, I think the Houston played the, the, the Titans. Um I gotta roll. I gotta go with Houston winning the division, you know. And, and these will be my my preseason picks, man. I had Stroud with rookie of the year and uh, Miko Ryan's with with coach of the year. So, um, yeah, I got I got. I'm going with Houston. All right, good stuff there, brother. Uh, ben, what say you? I think Houston take it. You know, like he said, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence, he's banged up. He's trying to do too much. So I. I would have been said him a couple of weeks ago, you know. So I think the Texans, you know, CJ, he don't he don't had a phenomenal year. So I think he, I think they take him. All right, just keep in mind. Maybe I didn't lay out the scenario correctly, but the Jags play the Titans. Uh-huh. If the Jags, if the Jags win, they win a the division. Then the Texans play the Colts at and uh, at at the Colts. Now, the Texans will win the division if the Texans win and the Jags lose to the Titans. I don't know if that's going to change you guys' mind anyway. Maybe I didn't lay it out that perfectly. Wait, don't, 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 don't the Texans got tiebreaker over the Jags? The Texans do, let me see if they win. And let me see, I'm just looking at their scenario right now. Texans win in the playoffs and Jags lose. Mm, no, they do not. If the Jags win, if they both win, if they both lose, then the, the Jags are in. The Jags win the division. Mm. And if they both win, the Jags win. Yeah, so the Jags, yeah, so the the, the uh, Texans have to win. Okay. And hope that the Jags um, win. Ah, man, that's, that makes it tougher for me to pick the Titans at this yeah, point. Yeah, um. I'm gonna still roll with the Titans, man, because again, the Jags are the Jags are beat up. Uh, Trevor's beat up. Um, okay. I, I read something today that Agnew's hurt again, so uh, I'm gonna wow. still roll with the Texans to handle business. Um, okay. They played they played the Colts tough. If I'm correct, if I remember right, this game should be. Did you say the game's in Texas or in in 
nap time. The uh, the Texans play the Colts uh, in Indianapolis, and the Jags the play the, the, the yeah the Titans in Tennessee. Ooh, ooh, they both on the road. Um, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. still I'm roll with it, man. I'm still going with the Texans, okay. man. Just because the Jags are are beat up. All right. Yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys, man. I'm going to go with the Texans here. I'm riding with the Texans. I, I think they get it done, and I think that Trevor Lawrence is not 100%. Um, I think the Titans go out there. It's a division game. They want to play spoiler. You know, if they can't be in it, then no one can be in it in their mind. So uh, the Texans have to handle business with the Colts. I think they will. They get a lot of play for it. Demico Ryans and C.J. Stroud get it done. I'm a fan. I'll be tuned into that game because my 49ers are playing a bunch of backups and they're playing for nothing, so I don't have any really thing to watch. I'm going to be wildly tuned into that game. All right, good stuff there, guys. All right, uh, so that's that's it, uh, guys, for, for our segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you know, you know it's that time. If you don't already know, stay on your toes. All right, it's that time of the show where we go to E. Scott's entertainment segment. So, all right, so we'll take a quick pause. When we come back, time to turn it over to E. Scott. Again, it's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. Never had it so good, Sports Radio. Uh. <laughs> How you do that death? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get Saint Charles. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that death? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that death? Say who that? They wanna do that. Run Hey, what up, guys? I know it's been a minute, but um, um, I got a good one for y'all tonight. Bowl season is upon us. Well, it's actually over now, but I actually wrote this when bowl season was upon us. What I'm going to do, <laughs> you're going to pick a number. I'm going to give you the two teams that played in the bowl. I'm going to give you the city the bowl was played in, and I need you to give me the name of the bowl. I got 21, oh. 21 of them on the board with three daily doubles. I think you have a bit of an advantage now since bowl season is actually over because this was written before when we were just in the thick of things. But anyway, right. we're going to start it off. Um, K-Wop, 1 through 21. All right, let me start with number uh, Start with number one. Number one, Howard versus FAMU. This bowl was held in Atlanta, Georgia. What's the name of the bowl? Oh, uh, isn't that the Celebration Bowl, following? Celebration Bowl is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Special <laughs> K. Um, 13. Number 13, Memphis versus Iowa State. This bowl was held in Memphis, Tennessee. What's the name of the bowl? Ooh. In Memphis. Um... Memphis versus I was saying it was in Memphis. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's go with the uh, uh, the Young Dolph dot com bowl. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> ben, Ben, this one rolls over to you. Memphis versus Iowa State. It was in Memphis. What's the name of the bowl? Man, he took my answer. I was gonna say something like that too, but uh, right. Let me go with. They usually have like the Mineke Bowl here, Pop Tart Bowl. I'm gonna go with the, uh, the Good Year Bowl. I don't know. K Walk. 
Yeah, I I don't know, brother. I'm just gonna I was gonna say the pop tart bowl just to be funny, man. Um, uh, Idaho potato bowl. I know it's nowhere in there, but yeah, I'm gonna go with that. No, that that was actually the Liberty Bowl. Ben Ben, oh, okay. number one hmm. twenty one. Let me get twelve. Number twelve. Number twelve. Notre Dame versus Oregon State. It was in El Paso, Texas. Oh What's yeah. The name of that bowl. The who bowl? Um, hold on, wait a minute. The Notre Dame versus Oregon State. It was down in El Paso. So Teal's bowl? No, no. Uh-uh. I don't know. <laughs> K Walk. Yeah, that was. I remember watching it. That's a Sun Bowl final answer. That is correct. Sun Bowl is the correct answer. K Walk, where are you? Oh, okay. Give me number. Where are we at? Give me twenty-one. Number 21, Washington versus Texas. It was in New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> What's the name of that bowl? Oh, uh, Suge Knight. Give me that sugar, sugar bowl. Uh, sugar bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Special K. 14. Number 14, Ohio State versus Missouri. It was held in Dallas, Texas at Jerry World. Mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl is the correct answer. Now, you know there is a Cotton Bowl in Dallas, and it's in the hood, because I've been to it. I mean, the hood. So they, they've since moved the Cotton Bowl from the actual Cotton Bowl to Jerry World. Oh, yeah. Because the Cotton Bowl wow. in South Dallas over by the fairgrounds, and you don't want to be uh-huh. over there at night. But, yeah, but that is the correct answer. Ben, Ben, give me a number. Number five. Number five, Daily Double. Ooh. Now you have no points, but you can risk up to ten. <clears throat> risk it up. All ten. Troy versus Duke. The bowl was in Birmingham, <sighs> Alabama. Troy versus Duke. The Iron Bowl? No, that's not the Iron Bowl. That was dumb. Um, uh, man, I don't even know that. Washington. Yeah, I watched that game too. Clearing on that ball. You take the L? Yeah, I okay, take the L. The, the correct answer was the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> uh, K-Wop, where are you? All right, give me more. Yeah. Uh, give me number 20. <clears throat> number 20, Michigan versus Alabama. It was in Pasadena, oh, California. <laughs> That's the granddaddy of them all. That's the Rose Bowl. <laughs> the Tournament of Roses. That is correct. <laughs> Just K, we on you. 15. Number 15, Penn State versus Ole Miss, also oh, held yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia. That was on my birthday. I know this one. <clears throat> Peach Bowl, final. Ah, Peach, Peach Bowl <laughs> is the correct answer. Ben Ben, okay. you you Ben Ben, you only coach is on the phone right now, and you doing terrible. <laughs> I mean, we, we got to. I need to see your credentials. Give me a number. <laughs> um, yeah, number eight. Number eight, Marshall versus UTSA. It was held in Frisco, Texas. Man, come on, man! I didn't watch no bowl games until the last. Oh. Bowl. <laughs> oh, no. 
I don't know. I'm fast on that one. This one actually rolls over to K-Walk. K-Walk, Marshall versus UTSA in Frisco, Texas. I don't know. What's the ball, oh, man? I don't know. Uh, what's the bowl game at? Uh, Motor City Bowl? No, that's the campus Texas. It can't be Motor City. I don't know because that's what Motor City Bowl final is. I don't know. So, it's okay. Marshall versus UTSA in Frisco, <laughs> Texas. Right or <laughs> you knew it was wrong when you said it. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with cars.com. No, the, the correct answer was the Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. Okay. Is that uh, with a K? I, I don't know. It was wrong. Um, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, I know. K. Watt, where are you? Uh, give me number. Yeah, give me number. Two, give me number four. Number four, Georgia Tech versus UCF. It was held in Tampa, Florida. Georgia Tech versus UCF. It was in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. No, usually I'm trying to think of Tampa. Oh, I think it's Orlando. Um, yeah, I don't know this one, bro. I'm gonna say the. Uh, I'm gonna say the Alamo Bowl. I, no, no, not the Alamo Bowl. No, that's that's out west. Um, I'm gonna make something that I'm gonna give something that makes more sense. The Disney Bowl. Following. I don't know. Wrong okay. city. I know. <laughs> um, I, I was talking jump, but I don't know either. Um, but I'm gonna go with the uh, the Pop Tart Bowl. Find out. It's gonna be there. What? It's gonna be there. Coach Ben Ben. Bowl. That is the correct Ooh. answer. The Ooh. Ain't even know they had a bowl for Gasparilla. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is the that, that is the correct answer. Is that oh, a downtown okay. thing? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a Tampa. It's a Tampa thing. thing. It, it's a Tampa oh. thing with some pirates or something. I don't know much about it, but it. They have a Gasparilla uh, it's, festival. It's, it's like Mardi Gras, but they call it Gasparilla. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. They're like the oh, pirates okay. and stuff. Uh, oh, okay. Let's see. Special K, we're on you. Let me get 16. Number 16, Daily Double. Uh-oh. <laughs> you have 10. K Walker has 20. Uh, Coach Ben is at negative 5. Let me get old 10-P ticket. Okay. <laughs> Auburn versus Maryland. It was in Nashville. Auburn Ooh. versus Maryland. It was in Nashville. Ooh, I, I would risk it on this. Um, I don't know, man, but I'm going to go with the uh, – that's in Louisiana. Damn. Um, Man, I'm gonna go with the country, the countrymusicbowl.com. <laughs> no, no, now watch when I say it, you gonna know what it was. It's actually the Music City Bowl. Damn it! Oh, wow. <laughs> See, now you know. There you go. But Coach Ben, with, with let me a, get a with a gasparilla pull up. Let me see. Number eleven, Clemson versus Kentucky. It was in Jacksonville, oh, yeah. Florida. Clemson uh, versus Kentucky. Uh, uh, was it is it was it the Gator Bowl or something book like the Gator Bowl or the Gator Bowl? Final answer? <laughs> yeah. 
That yeah, is got the that correct. Right. That is the correct yeah. answer. Look at Coach Ben mm-hmm. coming through. There you go. Uh, K Walk. All right, give me number. Let me see where. Give me number seven. <clears throat> number seven, Georgia State versus Utah. It was in Boise, Idaho. Oh, that's got to be the Idaho. Isn't that the uh, the, the Idaho Potato Bowl? Got to be. I don't know. Final answer. That is the correct answer. All right. That's got to be the that answer. That is correct. So okay. I mean, what else are you doing in Idaho? Right? <laughs> Facts, right? So it's okay. There's still a day of double out there. Let me get uh, 17. Uh, 17, playing with two figures. Got so much ice. Number 17, Florida State versus Georgia. Orange Bowl, it was held in Miami, Florida. That is the Orange Bowl is the correct answer. Ben, Ben, Coach Ben. Um, number sixteen. Uh, sixteen is gone. Uh, I'll tell you what's left. We got two, three, six. You you said two? Yeah, give me number two. Number two, UCLA versus Boise State. It was held in Los Angeles, California. UCLA versus Boise State, Los Angeles, California. Uh, yeah. What hole were they at California? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably either like the, the San Francisco Bowl, the L.A. Bowl, uh, <laughs> the Rose Bowl. Close. Getting close. I'm, I'm I'm going to go L.A. Bowl. You said it was held in where? It was in Los Angeles. I'm going to say L.A. Okay. I'm with, with the judges said they'll give you credit for that. The correct answer okay. is the Gronk L.A. Bowl. But since there's no money on the line, we're going to go ahead and give you credit for the uh, L.A. Bowl. Gronk L.A. Bowl. Uh, okay, well. All right. Give me number – where are we at? Um, give me number 19. <clears throat> Number number nineteen, Oregon versus Liberty in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, I just said that uh, Oregon versus Liberty. I just said this earlier. Um, cause I fell asleep on that bowl. <laughs> um, Fiesta Bowl, violence. Fiesta Bowl is the correct answer. So it's okay. Uh, eighteen. Number eighteen. Iowa versus Tennessee. It was held right here in the city beautiful, Orlando, Florida. It was here? Mm. Iowa versus Tennessee. Um, Pop Top was wrong earlier, so I'm going with <laughs> um go be there with it it Camping World mm. or the Pop Tart, man. It, so I'm gonna go with Pop Tart. Pop Tart Bowl final. Coach Ben, Iowa versus Tennessee oh. in Orlando. I know, I know, Coach knows it. Cheese it. I went down to. <laughs> yeah, that that was it. He right. Well, no, cheese it, cheese it was the sponsor. Yeah. What's the name of the bowl? Oh, oh, it's the Sixers Bowl. Uh oh. Oh, that is correct. <laughs> Say it with authority. You said that was the boy. Coach K, I can't believe you didn't know the Sixers Bowl for years. That's all <laughs> we had. That's that's what they played. That's what they play. I didn't know that was the name of the damn game. Like, 
we still call it the Citrus Bowl. It ain't CampingWorld.com, though. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised you missed it. Ben, we got three, six, nine, ten. Three, six, nine, three. and ten. Let me go through. Man, there's a daily double out there. Number three, California versus Texas Tech. This ball was in Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm. Oh, yeah, let, let that roll to you, boy. I know that one. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to have to. Uh, I don't even know, man. I, <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, K-Wop, it rolls over to you. Yeah, unless – I didn't watch this bowl, but unless they change it, they always play this bowl in Shreveport. That's the Independence Bowl, following it. That Independence Bowl is correct. That's what my right. neck of the woods. K-Wop, what do you What do you say? I, I ain't saying that. K-Wop, give it up a six. Number six. James Madison versus Air Force. It was held in Fort Worth, Texas. James Madison versus Air Force. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a Texas bowl. I already said the Alamo. Um, Alamo, I don't know this one, man. I'm going to say, I don't know, bro. The the Madison bowl. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's okay. This one rolls um, over to you. James Madison versus Air Force up in Fort Worth. Um, uh, was that the Alam? No, you said Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I I don't know. Oh, you know what? Um, cars, cars dot com. Coach, Coach Ben, James Madison versus Air Force in Fort Worth. Oh, Fort. I know, I know. Yeah, I was gonna say, goddamn. <laughs> say it, say it again. That is on four. All forces is the correct bowl. And uh, I watched that ball too. So, okay, <laughs> we on you. We got nine and ten. One of the daily double. Let me get Nina, man. Daily double. K Walk has five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five. You have five. Coach Ben has twenty. You can risk up to ten. Let me get. Uh, let me risk um, thirty. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Your clue: Bowling Green versus Minnesota. This ball was in Detroit, Michigan. Bowling Green versus I said, it, I said it earlier. I said it earlier. Hey, K Walk, I appreciate you, boy. I appreciate it. <laughs> this, uh, this, this would be the Motor City Bowl. Uh oh. Yeah, that, that's correct there. Yeah, so let me see. It brings you to, I'm trying to look at your toner here. Oh, yeah, you better go the whole 10. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's what confused me, 10. Okay, mm. last clue. Uh, ben, it goes to you. Texas State versus Rice. It was in Dallas, Texas. Oh, man. Oh, Texas State versus Rice? Texas State versus Rice. Uh, 
don't know that okay. one. K-Wop, Texas State versus Rice, Dallas, Texas. Oh, man, I don't know. Um, what is Texas known for? Um, Longhorns, I don't know. Longhorns uh, Bowl, I don't know. Right. So, okay, it rolls over to you. Texas State versus Rice. Um, I, I actually know this one, man. Uh, this this is uh, uh, what they called it. Uh, first responder, first responder bowl. That is correct. That is the correct oh, answer. Yeah. So oh, you finished with twenty. Uh, Coach Ben yeah. finished with twenty. You said Special case with thirty-five. K. Walk, you are one of you. What's the music? Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama dead because I won, I won. Hey, so what this shows you guys, what I learned from this, there are way too many damn bowls. Because this was only 21 of them. There's another probably 30 or 40 that I did when I was researching this. I'm like, oh, my God. I know they won't get some of these because I ain't never heard of them before. But, yeah. Well, a lot of them done changed, too. Yeah, for sure. You know, like they playing in the same spot. They just changed the name or different spots or whatever. Yeah, because I think we got, what, three bowls here now, don't we? And it used for years it was one, then it was two. I think they snuck a third one in there. So next year you got 12 teams in the playoffs plus another 108 bowls. Regular season starts in late August, early September. Bowl season must start in October. I mean, because <laughs> otherwise they could be playing in March. <laughs> All right, Ken, well, I see you got a few minutes left. Go ahead and bring us on home. Yes, sir. Good stuff there. Hey, welcome back, guys. Welcome back for sure, man. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't throw the Penn Strike Bowl in there for me with my between Miami and um and uh, and Rutgers. Uh, I saw oh. I saw a guy I saw a guy ship talking about that on, on Facebook. Hey, what so, game the, the Gators played in? Yeah, the toilet bowl. Wow. The toilet bowl. Yeah, the toilet bowl. <laughs> nah, it was good. I can't. There's no argument. They do. You're right. They 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 weren't there, man. It's just, all right. It's just, since the season, since the season, <laughs> I can't argue with you, man. I can't. I got nothing for you other than the toilet bowl. That's what we played in. All right, good stuff there, man. Look, we got about six minutes here, so you know I don't want to. You know, we got you know you know some good guys here, so I don't want to run over too much here, man. But I want to thank um, everyone for uh, for for staying with us on this one, man. We had a, you know rough couple of two, last two weeks with the system, so thanks so much, uh, uh, Kay. Thank you so much for joining, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us, bro. It's been a long time, man. When I saw that number come up, I had to look at my list. I'm like, oh, whoa, this looks, number looks familiar. Well, who is this? So, so well, thank you so much for joining us. On e, welcome back, brother. Welcome back for sure. So, like I always like to do every, uh, every uh, week, guys, is leave you with something positive. Uh, I'll leave you with this one is be the change you wish to see in the world. All right. So for um, I, for E Scott, I am K Walk for Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yo. Peace. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back.